I really wish I didn't do that because I don't want you to know that I'm starting recording. Uh, but. Okay, so this is how I normally do things. I'm going to start recording like I just did. Okay. And we're just going to start talking. Okay? When we really get into it, I'll edit it afterwards and it'll make sense. It sounds crazy, but it'll make sense. You know, the people listening can't see you do that. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to preserve as much as I, I just can. I want to make sure. Uh, you don't have to get me drinking this, by the way. No, I'm not. I'm okay. proud of it. Are you good? You good to talk? Mm-hmm. Oh, ooh. Ugh. <laughs> that is horrible. Is that fireball? Hell nah. Some rum. Mm-hmm. What is that? Is it spice rum? Aged rum, origin of St. Croix. So something from VI. Mm. Why'd you mix it? Nigga, I'm not mixing a mix with my drink. I just need the little, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. But we here now, though, and I'm grown. Mm-hmm. So you got to finish it. I'm grown. I'm grown. I can handle it. Real nigga shit. Uh, how we looking as far as uh, video and stuff? I look good. Distance and everything okay? Mm-hmm. The distance and everything is okay? Mm-hmm. Mm. He a professional. Do his job. Well, Deron doesn't say much. <laughs> so I'll be having to ask him. I feel him. like he would say if it wasn't right. <laughs> you, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Man, do his job. Uh, Deron, I do have a favor to ask of you. What's up? <clears throat> um, can you have your phone ready or like on standby? Because if there's something that like either one of us says that's like, it's not quite sure if it's fact or not, I may ask you. Fact check? Yeah, for fact check. And you could say it through the podcast and everything, you know. Um... And also, I may yell out timestamps to you, just in case. I'm not worried about this with you. I may say some crazy shit. Oh, yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll say, hey, um, how the fuck is the time and logic? Okay, I won't yell out a timestamp. I'll just listen to the whole thing. Never mind. Okay, so yeah, just fact check duty. I think if you, uh, it might be a view or a window that you can add. Because I've used it before and uh, I've had to edit the sound for movies and logic and I've had timestamps or time code. Motherfucker. Never mind. I can translate it from here. I'll do it in I'll do it in bars. So if I say eighty fifth bar. Alright. Yeah. Bars, son. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, this is this is god awful, man. You look like you wanted to come back up. Uh, nah, man, nah, nah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm really good. I'm really good. Um. Hmm. Are you able to project any? Are you able to project any? What do you mean, project? Like your voice. Project how? You're using. Language that I don't understand. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. What's the <laughs> argument with me? <laughs> Could you like? Am I talking like way louder than her? Yeah, I can't talk much louder than this. I mean, that's why. Okay. You definitely got more bass in your voice, now. but it's not necessarily I think, louder. I don't think it's different levels. It's just more clarity. Got you. Okay. Mm. We got this though. 
Try talking me louder than it's gonna go off the yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do have like two volumes. It's like real quiet or like screaming. And I can't even scream that good. Mm, I was trying to talk for music and. That is right. That is right. So, like, what do people say, like, when you're dating, like, how does that come across? Like, that you're a therapist? Because I know that's something, I, like, I've never, like, been on a date and, like, someone was, like, a therapist. So, is it like, oh. You trying to read my you're mind? You're a therapist. For real? Mm-hmm. That's a t- Niggas are ass. That's a very typical Then ass. I say, I'm not a psychic. <laughs> word up, word up, word up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to ADHD, the podcast. We are here with the great and awesome Paris. She is a therapist, mm-hmm. counselor, mm-hmm. mental health extraordinaire. Sure. Okay, I don't know how to say it, so we're just going to go with that. Um, I want her on a podcast today, man, because I feel like uh, mental health has been at the forefront of a lot of things, uh, especially like in the last like two or three years. Um, and I feel like a lot of people... You know, take it seriously, uh, but some people have it misconstrued, uh, and some people use it for excuses. But hey, that's why I brought her, her on here for because I don't know what I be talking about. <laughs> so, um, yeah, how are you doing today, Paris? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. I know I probably asked you that when I first got here. Don't mind the door farting. Deron was just shutting it. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, one of the main things I wanted to talk to you about today is. First and foremost, like what made you get into mental health? I think it was just a passion, <clears throat> a passion to help people. Mm. Um, <clears throat> something that I've always kind of been interested in. Did that stem from anything personal? Not really. Just um, seeing the need, I guess. Because that's really random. Yeah. Like, you know, people hear shit like business. Like that was my first <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know what I was going to do with business, but hey, yeah, business. Uh you know, you hear things like that, nursing, uh, you hear people going into the arts, but uh, mental health is, I just feel it's very specific. I guess it started with the love for psychology mm. and then turned into, well, what can I do with this? Intrigued. Got you. So. Got you. Has it been uh, as fulfilling as you thought it would be? Yeah, I would say so. Um, it's challenging, mm. but I can say it definitely is fulfilling. Mm. Uh, I will say, um, and this is me on the outside looking in and just keep in mind, I'm I'm very stupid when it comes to all of this. Uh, I don't have a problem admitting that. I haven't seen many minorities in that field. Uh, normally, when I think of therapist or psych or whatever word uh, people use for it, I think of some old white lady sitting in a chair with her notepad, you know, the motherfucker laying on the couch, <laughs> giving, pouring her heart out and... Uh, you know, she takes their money. Yeah. So. That is the misconception. Misconception. I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you, like, is that true? Like, you working in the field, is it is it a field that's lacking minority representation? or? I will say um, it's slowly increasing. Mm-hmm. But for the, for the majority, it's mostly Caucasian females. Mm-hmm. Um, males are the having males of any races like totally like Mm. something that doesn't happen very often but being a black female therapist there's not many of us in the area Mm. um especially with the same designation and what do you mean by designation the same degree um 
so for my my licensure is licensed professional licensed professional counselor Hmm. a lot of people are social work or marriage and family got you got you hmm I had something on my mind I can't remember like what I was about (laughs) to say damn it I hate when I do that Uh, I asked you minorities in the field mm-hmm. is it growing uh, I don't know I remember where I was going so I mean talking about minorities in the field though because we're so underrepresented there are websites that have like put together lists just for black therapists if you're looking for a black therapist oh really mm-hmm. so uh, so what, you're, what she's saying is and let me know if I'm wrong mm-hmm. you're saying is if you are looking for specifically a black therapist there are resources out there online where mm-hmm. people can navigate mm-hmm. uh, yeah if you can text me all of those when mm-hmm. we're done with the show I'll be sure to throw it in the link yep. for the show um, well I guess uh, ah know what I was about to say <laughs> so it, it's, it's really interesting to me that um, you're saying minorities are underrepresented in the field uh, and that's I guess that's kind of synonymous with the way minority communities as a whole uh view mental health yeah uh that's actually you know one of the main things i want to talk about today is i don't know how it was with you growing up or even deron over there but uh i know in my household you know everything was just kind of you know dumped off to religion Mm -hmm. uh which you know not saying religion is a bad thing not saying faith is a bad thing i think it's very good for people but uh i think that you know mental health is a profession it's something that's serious and there are people who are trained in it but it's kind of it's almost looked at like a bad thing Mm -hmm. so i've had a lot of people say that um they were discouraged from getting therapy because they thought it was going against their religion or their spiritual beliefs because god is supposed to fix it for them Mm. um or praying or you know whatever their faith says to do so how do you handle that I mean, first off, by letting them know that those are coping skills. You know, turning to your faith is a form of a coping skill, but that doesn't mean that that's the only thing that's going to help you. So what's a, so, so when you're saying coping, is that like a bad thing? No, I'm saying like a coping skill, like something that can help you get through mm, a okay, tough okay, time. Okay. Um, so you're saying that could be a tool? Yes, it's a okay, tool. Okay, got you. Um, but then also like comparing it to other things, like... We have a tendency to downplay mental health, um, but if we have cancer, we're not just going to say, let's pray about it. Let's go to church. Let's read the Bible. Hmm. We're going to go see a specialist. And that's something that the black community has struggled with, is to not do that when it comes to mental health, to not look at it as serious as physical health. I mean, why do you think that is? You think it's just merely lack of education or you just think it's the shame that it's well i guess the reputation that it got the stigma yeah the stigma the stigma um but also like how a lot of people were raised you know Mm -hmm. we're raised don't talk outside of this house Mm -hmm. um you know you don't talk about especially things like that Mm -hmm. and then we're also where a lot of people it seems like if it's not something serious like psychosis or then they it's assumed that it can be turned off mm. that it's an easy fix like oh well, if you're feeling depressed just stop being sad 
<laughs> if it were that simple, I wouldn't have a job. I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's accurate. I mean, I can remember, you know, as a kid being told to man up. You know, mm-hmm. nothing against my parents. I, mean, I just think it's it's, it's ignorance. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's what they were told. You yeah. know, and that's, I mean, that was on television at the time, mm-hmm. you know. So, I uh, definitely understand that. And um, I don't think it's just... Um, well, I, I do think, especially, you know, we're, we're black uh, and black people, we we struggle in this area. Uh, I think that we are probably the race. I think it's arguable that we may need it the most, especially in this country, just from the, the history of our race in this country and some of the struggles we endure on a day to day basis in this country of uh, not necessarily feeling <clears throat> equal to every other race. Uh, it's another reason I believe that mental health and seeking help for mental health is very important. Mm-hmm. So I had a client call me um, to start therapy services. And when I asked why, her first response was, well, I'm a black woman in America. Mm. So I feel you, sis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I mean, even and I, I don't want to just make it about about us or blacks. I feel like I feel like this way about other minority cultures in the country as well i feel like that about asian americans i feel that way about indian americans i feel that way about i mean muslim americans i mean you know they're you know i have conversations with some of these people and it's like you know if they even date outside of their race their family disowns them like that that has to be a a heavy burden to carry like your entire life like hey you have to do this one thing this one way for the rest of your life and if you decide not to like we disown you i can't imagine what that would be like mentally right have you seen any uh patients that may have been of another nationality um i have most of my clients currently are Mm african-american um with you know so far that's what it's been Mm -hmm. um but in past positions and things like that i mean i've worked with um different yeah hispanic clients and kurdish clients who definitely have that same like feeling like they're carrying that burden of mm. if they don't follow their family's rules mm. is it is it like really heavy or they just kind of take it like i gotta deal with it, i'll deal with it's it an ideal i'll deal with the thing until mm. unless a situation arises where they find love that isn't mm-hmm. the culture or the expectation mm. okay um, what are your thoughts on uh, I mentioned earlier how it seems as if mental health is, is gaining some momentum uh, in the public especially if you look at social media you see a lot of people talking mental health now uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that as far as what you're seeing I mean I think that we're slowly lessening the stigma mm-hmm. um, and I do think that mental health like social media helps and also hurts um, but I think one way that it can help is a lot of people realizing that they're not the only ones feeling that way Hmm. and that it's kind of, it normalizes it and makes it more socially acceptable almost. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's one way that social media has helped with it is just because people don't feel like they're alone. Man, you definitely have gone somewhere that I wanted to hit later, but (laughs) I'm going to jump topics because you took us there uh, (laughs) because I literally have down here social media and its effects on mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, and you say you think it, it affects people in a good and bad way. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good way because the information is getting out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people wouldn't have access to that information. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and like I said, normalizing it and letting them know that they're not alone in their thoughts and their fights and their feelings. Mm -hmm. But then also definitely can harm because comparison, like, mm. that's the quickest thing, like, to affect your self-esteem, affect, you know, feel like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or as much as you should be doing because these celebrities you follow or these high-profile people you follow have this lifestyle that you're you're wanting to acquire. I fucking hate social media. <laughs> I do. I hate social media. Um, and I think you're on to something as far as just, just. I think it's, it's dope to be connected to the world in a way that you've never been. Like, uh, I remember as a kid how things were so separated by region. So, you know, you're from Nashville. Uh, Duran is from Flint, Michigan. That, that would be something, you know, 20 years ago that would be distinct. Like, I could meet you and be like, oh, she must be from Nashville. And I could meet him and be like, oh, he must be from the Midwest or up north. But I feel like because of what you're saying about social media, the the culture in general, man, is just kind of meshed together to where you can't really tell. There's not a people act a certain way if they're from here or from there. So, I mean, I, I guess I feel that, man. But I, I also think that, um, and this is just my observation, like I said, I'm, I'm stupid. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a mental health professional. But I just I just see, for instance, uh, me and Duran, we had to go down to uh, Lipscomb the other day. And uh, we were talking about, you know, well, I was talking about how, you know, the kids on campus that we were doing some work with just seemed very awkward. Mm -hmm. Like, they seemed really socially awkward. So, um, I think that that's a direct reflection of the social media age. Because, you know, they're all... They're not awkward on the phone. They're not awkward on social media. But it's like nowadays, like no one's having a conversation. Like if we had seven people in this room that didn't know each other and four of them were under age 21, I feel like the people that were under age, the age of 21 would be wouldn't really in, inject themselves into the conversation. It would be the older people who would have to get them involved. And even still, it may be a struggle to really get them talking. I mean, I could agree, but I don't think it's just social media. I think it's also social skills in general. You mm. know, we were kids, we played outside. Mm -hmm. You know, now kids play on a video game or mm. on the computer or on their phones. Like, they're not having as much in-person social interaction to where they're learning all of those social skills and social cues. But also your experience at Lipscomb might also be a cultural difference as well. True, true. Yeah, I was, I was just using that as an example. I mean, I've noticed it before uh, different places, but that was just that was the most recent example I had. But, um, yeah, so so is there a fix to the way we're going to where we're ten times more comfortable with a plastic computer in our hand and speaking to actual people in public? I mean, like, I don't know that there's necessarily a fix, but ways that could help would be, like, putting it down, mm -hmm. forcing yourself to have that uncomfortable social interaction until it becomes comfortable. Yeah, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I have a 13-year-old can't put down their phone, so I can only imagine a 18, 19, 20-year-old. Yeah, I mean, and you have to look at the generational differences as well. Mm -hmm. We weren't necessarily raised with these electronics and this, these social media things. This is something that happened when we were a little older. A lot of these kids started watching YouTube from birth, so... yeah. Well, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so <laughs> switching lanes here. Now this is like it's kind of off topic, but it's it's not really. I, how do you feel about the mental health rollout? Now let me explain what I'm saying. Okay. So I've been seeing a trend, man, with celebrities where if a celebrity is either down on their luck, not really relevant at the time, or maybe under some kind of heat or scrutiny, the first thing that's out the bag is they're struggling health, with this with this disorder. mental health thing. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that shit? I mean, I do, to an extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think mental health is one of those things that can be used as a crutch. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very possible that they could be saying, like, oh, I'm acting this way because I'm struggling with this disorder or with this suicidality or whatever. But also, like, this sh- it's real. Yeah. Like, it, it's real, and if you're not dealing with it effectively, then... You're I mean, gonna have some situations arise that maybe wouldn't be the best. I, I feel you, and, and I that's why I, I wanted to have this conversation with you here because you work in this field, and I, I know I'm I'm a dick. But like when I see people like Big Sean post that, oh, I've been struggling with my mental health lately, and then releases a single five hours later, like come on. So man. I really appreciated him doing the video that he did. However, I didn't realize that he released a song right after. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's possible it could be for the attention, but I would hope that you wouldn't allow, you wouldn't be that vulnerable to say, I've been dealing with this issue. Here's my new music. Take a listen. It just sounds really convenient. I mean, I can, like, I understand that. I get it. I'm, I'm an asshole. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I hear stuff like that. And maybe it's because, you know, me being from the age that I'm from, it's like, you know, everyone deals with mental health issues, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I think everyone does. I don't care. I know people say, oh, if someone grows up rich, they're like, nah, them, they, them motherfuckers no. deal with it too. Every, I think everyone definitely has the ability to deal with it. But it's almost like we see, I feel like I see through something like that because, like, you, you almost know, especially as a man, a black man, you know, if someone's going through something for real, for real. But I'm not really qualified to say that. You know what I mean? But that just felt, that felt fake. That felt forced. I could think of a hundred other issues. I'm not picking on Big Sean. I'm a huge Big Sean fan. But I see stuff like that. And I'm like, bro, you didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I appreciated the message. Like mm-hmm. I said, I think it was great um, just to hear a black man talk about his mm-hmm. mental health struggles for the world to hear. Mm-hmm. I do think that was great. And putting this uh, to the side, the fact that he released a single right after, I mean, it was still great information and it still possibly could help other men or children. Possibly. Or it could have people think that this mental health shit is some bullshit. Let me throw something at you. Jesse Smollett. Mm-hmm. Okay, we know he got cleared of all charges, which... No, was, was that the terminology they used? Mm-hmm. The charges were cleared? They were dropped or something. They were dropped was the terminology they used, which also is not, I don't think it's 100% true because he paid a fine to serve community service, and if you serve community service, why would you do that if charges were dropped? Right. But whatever. I think more will be revealed in that situation. I'm not on either side. I just, you know, I'm waiting to see what'll happen. But I guarantee you, if something comes out to where, okay, it's full proof that he did do this X, Y, and Z. They're going to come out and say something about mental health. Like, it's becoming the norm. I mean, it's possible. Um, It's possible. Mm. And I could agree that, you know, it is 
it's becoming convenient to say you have this disorder. I would just hope, I, my hope in being the optimist, I guess, that I am would be that people aren't saying that they have something that they don't have or that they're struggling with these things yeah. in the public that they aren't actually struggling with just as a form of getting out of trouble. Mm. Like, oh, let me say, I was going through this horrible event to try to lessen the, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I, I would hope that people wouldn't be doing that because that is a reflection and that does, pe other people do see that and think like, hmm. Do you think that like, if that is the case, that someone in the field could step out and call them, call them out on stuff like that? Or you think that's just... I mean, I don't think anyone would actually do it. Mm. I mean... No, I get it. I get it. I just want to ask. Yeah. Okay. Because, no, I mean, unless he's actually working with someone... Yeah. Then... Yeah, that's really nothing. Yeah. Okay. Because well, who's to say that you're not dealing with whatever issue you say you're dealing with, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's how I feel about all of it, too, with, with him and Big Sean. Like, I mean, I'm not there, so who am I to say so? It's just, to me, it sounds funny, but I, I really can't say anything. Uh, but just kind of sticking in with like celebrities and stuff because uh, they're involved in a lot of my next topic. Um, how do you feel about outrage and council culture? Like, I know that's not really directly tied to mental, mental health, but I feel like it kind of is because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a mentality mm -hmm. that people have about uh, just counseling someone. Someone says one thing and it's like, oh, counsel them. We don't want them to exist anymore. Like, what, what are your thoughts on, on that? I mean, I think that people deserve a benefit of a doubt before you know before you just decide to cancel agree but second chance maybe i mean Redemption. maybe we're getting the information okay um i think having that type of cancel culture um you want us to forgive cardi it ain't even about that. <laughs> no, you want us to. I see it. You like, want to but what is that doing for us? Like, it makes it, you know, what is that doing for us as a whole? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I've seen people trying to counsel, like, I'm, I'm going to say Cardi since we're on it. Uh, I've seen people trying to counsel her, and I don't agree with that at all. Now, let me be clear. I think it's horrible of what she said that she did. Uh, and I do think that, you know, if it, the tables was turned and man was doing it, it would be really bad as well. But I don't. I'm, I don't think we should cancel her. Like I think that she's talking about something she did in the previous life. She's, you know, said that she was wrong for that. Yeah, and yeah. that's where I'm, that's where my thinking comes in as well. Mm. Is that she identified? Yes, I did this, but I've grown. I've changed. You know, not just I did it and so what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that would be a way of that would maybe be a little bit different. I maybe would feel different about canceling. Yeah. But the fact that she had remorse and she apologized and. I mean, that's growth. Yeah, that's um, She makes some bangers, so I guess we'll <laughs> give her a pass. Um, I'm going to switch topics on you a little bit. So, dating in 2019 and mental health, uh, do you think there is a connection, a correlation there? Do you think people's train of thought, their mentality just on life and dealing with themselves is changing because of the dating landscape? can say it probably is um what i would say is i think that millennials and you know a little bit the older generations also are very much the single ones are very much in a i know my worth this is what i'm dealing with this is what i'm not dealing with type of situation um I think that's a good thing 
I don't know. Because I, I, I think I'm it could you. be a good thing. I'm with you because sometimes I think like, yeah, like know your worth, sis. Like, yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's that's cool. You should know your worth. But I also think that it's also it's almost like I know I'm not perfect, but I want you to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the the that's what I get from that. So when I hear people who oh, you get one chance on me or if I see one red flag or this, that, and a third. And it's like, okay, like, how serious are you about that one flag thing? Like, because if someone has one little thing, like, maybe they chew their fucking gum too loud. I don't know. <laughs> but they have one little thing you don't like. Like, is that really not worth dating someone? I mean, people have their own opinions. Mm. I think that if you're dating, you know what you're willing to put up with and what you're not willing to put up with or you should know prior to entering into date, dating anyone. But... Um, so if that's something you're willing to deal with. This with. is the loudest fucking chair to be using during, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I had another question about dating, but the chair threw me off. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So when you're, um, do you think that bad dating experiences, um, may cause, I don't want to say mental health issues. Is that bad to say? I don't think it's bad to say. Okay. Do you think that causes, like, mental health issues? Because I see, like, it seems like a lot of people get bogged down by by the dating scene. I mean, dating is stressful. I guess it can be. Um, I would say, I wouldn't say that bad relationships could bog you down. I would say that there could be some things maybe that are triggering for you when it comes to future relationships. If mm. you've had these bad experiences. Not to say you have PTSD or anything like that, but... Just that, you know, there's some stuff, if you went through some bad stuff that you're going to feel a certain type of way about in a future relationship. Okay. But I will say, while we're on the topic of dating and things, um, one of the biggest issues that I see in working with people who are in relationships is communication. Always goes down to communication. Mm -hmm. Communication and sex. Are men really that bad, like, communicating? I mean, men and women. Mm. A lot of the times... You hear that shit, women? <laughs> Y'all, too. A lot of the times we don't realize that we are emulating or modeling what we saw growing up when it comes to communicating in relationships. and mm. So just because what we experienced was what we experienced doesn't mean it was necessarily healthy or right. Mm. You mentioned sex. So do you see cup like do you do like a couples therapy thing? I do. Sex, so, sex a big part of it. I mean it has been for a few of them. I mean, I really I mean, they, don't they say the top reasons of divorce is money, communication and sex? <sighs> so I mean I don't know how to ask questions about that, so I won't. But if there's <laughs> any advice that you could possibly give the listeners when it comes to that, like, is there any or? I mean, I guess I would say if you realize that you're not satisfied with how something is going in your relationship, seek help. Not to say, like, call the cops or anything. Oh, I was like, saying, like, <laughs> I thought you were telling someone to call like, their side piece. No, not, not definitely not that either. Not That's that a relationship that you plan on salvaging. Um, but like if you aren't satisfied and y'all can't talk or communicate in an effective way then get a therapist find somebody to talk to Mm. about sex stuff about everything Mm. because it kind of usually ties together the communication and sex piece 
Hmm. I never knew you could see a therapist about, I guess, stuff like there that. There are sex therapists. Yeah, I'm not going to ask any more questions on that. <laughs> um, it's very, it's a very interesting specialty. Yeah, that requires a lot of training. I can imagine so. That yeah. seems like, but I mean, it's important. So it, it definitely is. I get it. Is there anything that you wanted to make sure you touch on today before we end here? I mean, I guess my biggest thing would be the getting the help you feel like you need. And not feeling ashamed or embarrassed, like, just because our parents maybe don't agree with us seeking professional help doesn't mean that it's not something you should at least see if it helps. Yeah, this people try to shit out. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. No one gives a shit if you're seeing a therapist, man. If, you're, if you, can't, you can't look at yourself in the mirror, you can't sleep at night, see somebody, man. I mean, yeah, I agree. And yeah. if it doesn't work out, at least you know you tried that. For sure, for sure. How can people find you? How can people reach you? Where could they hear more about you? I mean, you say it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm struggling with the voice today. Oh, uh, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, so. y'all. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Paris uh, doesn't have much of a voice today, man. So <laughs> I'll, I'll read this off of her. You can find Paris on www.paris-talks.net. That's P-A-R-I-S hyphen t-a-l-k-s dot net she you have social media for your i do same thing paris talks you can follow her on instagram and facebook instagram and facebook paris talks with the hyphen no hyphen with the hyphen paris hyphen talks go holler at her people if i'm not mistaken you offer online therapy or distance therapy mm-hmm. and i offer online and in person if you live in tennessee if you live in the nashville area <laughs> you can see her in person if you do not do not hesitate to Give her a follow, reach out to her, send her an email through her website. And yeah, man, you don't have to live with those demons. Paris, thank you very much. Thank you. I guess I'll shake your hands to the camera's right now. I guess. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, fuckers. I, that's, we're, that's the last time I'm having an episode that serious. Uh, but I feel like it was some shit that needed to be talked about, man. Hope everyone has a great week.